Hi, welcome to the Prospector Podcast. My name is Dunvi. I'm a junior at Cupertino High. My name is Jolie. I'm a sophomore at Cupertino High. And today we're here to talk about body shaming, body issues, and body positivity. So to start, I wanted to share a little story I had about dealing with stretch marks when I was in middle school. So in sixth grade, I remember I got my first stretch mark on my arm and I thought it was like some weird skin issue. So I didn't tell my mom for a while. Eventually I was like, oh my God, this hasn't gone away. Yeah. What do I do with it? Because it's like bumpy. I don't yeah, know if yeah, it has stretch yeah. marks, but it's like bumpy and it's weird. So I asked my mom, I was like, hey mom, what is this? I have it on my arms. I have it all over my legs. I have it on mm-hmm. my body. And she told me, she was like, oh, those are stretch marks. And I was like, I was genuinely mm-hmm. confused. I was like, what does that mean? And she told me, she was like, oh, yeah, this is what happens when your skin stretches because of the amount of fat you have. And then she said, she was like, I only got these when I was pregnant. Oh. And I didn't like, initially, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because it it doesn't hit you until yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Until my you mom she basically it. just yeah. told me that I'm not supposed to get these until I'm pregnant. <laughs> and... I remember, like, my mom, she's a great person, mm-hmm. and she always feels really bad about that. Like, she she's told me, like, I know that this has affected you, mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry about that. But, like, after hearing that comment, I started getting really self-conscious about my stretch marks. Yeah. And I used to swim in middle school, but every time I put on my swimsuit, yeah. I would look at myself, and I'd be like, oh, my God, uh... look at my stomach. Oh, my God, look at these marks on my arms mm-hmm. and legs oh my God, I shouldn't be wearing this. People are going to stare at me. Mm-hmm. So it resulted throughout seventh grade, I would make up excuses to not go oh. to not go to swim. I would say, oh, I'm on my period or, oh, yeah. I have some work yeah. to do. I can't do, I can't go swim. But my mom, she knew that it was because of my body mm-hmm, issues mm-hmm. and she was really nice about it. So she was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And it negatively affected me so much the sense that like I started to hate myself mm-hmm. and it's a really big issue that mm-hmm. so many people f- yeah, experience. Yeah. Um, I was never actually like body shamed myself like but my parents did body shame my sister a lot mm-hmm. and so they would always call my sister fat and just be like oh my gosh look at Jolie right like she's so skinny you should be like her but then it kind of got me thinking like like then I have to like stay skinny right like skinny is a good thing and fat is not like so since like a very young age I've just been thinking like like being fat is bad and so that's why like um over like over COVID and quarantine you know um it everything felt like so weird and like everything was out of control and so it just kind of spiraled into like a worse problem because I felt like I needed something to control right so I was like well, if I can't control anything I can contr- control my eating yeah. right and so then I started like starving myself um I became like anorexic um and then I yeah it it got like kind of bad and in the beginning when I talked to my parents about it they were like no we're complimenting you right like we're just telling you you're skinny right like stop starving yourself mm-hmm. and they didn't really see it as an issue yeah. until I actually like like started starving myself like really badly and then they were like okay well if you're like if your life is actually in danger maybe we should get you a therapist so that's kind of what happened and um 
like do you want me to share the research yeah sure um yeah so we did some research we did some research on the rise in eating disorders during covid and we read an npr article that said that hotline calls to the national eating disorders association were up to 70 to 80 percent in the months nearing september 2020 which was pretty much peak quarantine Mm -hmm. um and a survey conducted by the international journal of eating disorders stated that 62 percent of people in the u.s with anorexia had worsened symptoms over covid yeah like for me um i started like thinking about like like i started counting my calories and everything in january um so kind of before covid hit us but then in september like in that big rise i also like got a lot worse and like that was when like my eating disorder started like you know really like manifesting right mm-hmm. and um yeah and still i feel like um it just eating disorders really like rose a lot over covid yeah. and it got to the point where we were trying to seek help for ourselves and like my parents also like were calling everywhere but like no clinic would take you in unless like your life was actually in danger so it was pretty much you go to the hospital or you stay home and you deal with it by yourself yeah yeah and like still it's really hard to find a therapist and like my therapist has pretty much no time yeah um and i feel like um like actually today at school i saw my friend just like throwing like trying to throw away her food and it it really like i I mean, you know, like, I talked with her, and I was like, like, why why are you, like, trying to throw away your food, right? And she was like, oh, no, I'll eat, I'll eat it. But, like, I was watching her, and she was just, like, picking up her food. She wasn't eating anything, and it just felt like a lot of us have been affected by it, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know personally, like, I stopped eating breakfast in middle school. I think, like, I would always tell people that, it was because of the fact that, oh, oh my God, I just don't want to, I want to sleep. I don't want to <laughs> eat, Yeah. right? Like I was just like, oh yeah, I don't want to wake up earlier to eat. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> sleep. But I think that there was definitely some sort of weight in it in the sense that I, part of me was like, if I don't eat breakfast, maybe I'm getting skinnier. Mm-hmm. So another thing is that I think people with body issues have to deal with a lot is body dysmorphia. The Webster's Dictionary defines body dysmorphia as a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. So it basically just makes you feel like you look different than how you actually do. So that can be you feel like your nose looks way bigger than it actually does or you can feel or you may feel like one eye looks like way bigger than the other one so from according to ncbi from january 2019 to february 2020 there was a rise in body dysmorphia the article says quote due to a disordered distorted body image patients experience social isolation anxiety increased depression and suicide rates This was between January 2019 to February 2020. And then in October 2020, we, my Cleveland clinic 
Dot.org found that body dysmorphia affects around 1 in 50 people. And then some personal issues that people have had or some things that people dealt with during COVID was how people see their faces on Zoom yeah. and how it makes it worse. Yeah, I personally, like, turned off my self-view every single meeting I went into. Like, um, when I have therapy, I, like, do it online over Zoom. And every single time I just turn off my self-view because, like, I don't want to deal with seeing myself. And one of the first things my therapist told me, too, was just, like, oh, tape up your mirrors. Like, I feel like my house has so many mirrors. Literally, the walls of, like, in every single room, at least one wall is just a mirror. And so we, like, we taped it up, like, completely. And so, like, I can't see myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually developed, like, body dysmorphia and um, especially, like, concerning my stomach. Um, And I found out that it was, like, because of dance, because my dance teacher would always say, like, oh, look at your stomach. Like, you got so much fatter. Like, you ate so much over, like, Thanksgiving break or something like that, you know? And it was it was just really like at an age where um, your body starts changing and mm-hmm. you're suddenly aware of how it looks and you're and you become like more insecure it just made me think like oh like my stomach's like so fat too right and yeah. also like going on social media and just seeing like or like k-pop idols right and just seeing like how flat their stomachs are like it it got me thinking like hmm maybe i should you know not eat that much and just like to have a flatter stomach right yeah and when i talked about it with my mom she was like um she said that the dance teacher was just um you know it it didn't mean anything bad about it but i feel like we should still take more consideration of like what um everyone is going through right and like it wasn't really a very like nice comment yeah 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 so you were talking about how you were uncomfortable with your stomach. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if this ever affected the way you dress. Oh, yeah. So, um, actually, I I only wear um, a normal, like, a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and sweatpants. And the other day, I went to the mall, and I was like, let me get a crop top. Because I wanted to change up my style a bit, yeah. right? But then I went home and I just got like I got a panic attack because like I couldn't wear the crop top because it just made me feel so fat and it was like how do people you know wear this right like on a a normal day because like then all my fixation would be like on my stomach so it would kind of be spiraling back into my um like anorexia you know kind of because um in that and when I was anorexic the only thing I would be thinking about was, like, how many calories did I eat today? Like, do I look fat? Like, it's just all that. Like, I couldn't even think about school or anything. But, yeah, um, what about you? Did you? Yeah, I was going to say, like, a big part of it is just, like, you feel like when you wear these clothes, everyone's looking yeah, at yeah, that part exactly, of your body. Yeah. So, like, for me, it was shorts. I hated wearing shorts after Mm -hmm. I knew that I had stretch marks Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them all over my thighs I have stretch marks behind my knees Mm -hmm. and I would put on shorts and I would turn around and I would see oh my god you can see my stretch marks Uh, and I would think to myself everyone's gonna think it's weird everyone's gonna be like oh my god look at her she's so fat she has stretch marks and it resulted me to just stop wearing shorts completely like in PE 
I would wear leggings. Even on the hottest mm. days, I would wear leggings. And on the few days I, wear sh- I wore shorts, I would complain. The whole period, <laughs> uh, I would be like, oh my God, I hate the way my legs look. Uh, I would cover it yeah, up. Yeah. I would do that thing that like third graders do where they cover their shirt with their oh, pants. Oh, or they yeah. cover their legs yeah, with, their with their shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that for me, I also had an issue with, my crop, with crop tops. I have like fat on my stomach and Mm -hmm. it like rolls so there's Mm -hmm. a line on my stomach and it's like a crease in the skin and because of that like i would not wear crop tops i hated looking at my stomach Mm -hmm. and i just started wearing crop tops as the school year started yeah yeah and (laughs) i have stretch marks on my arms as well and i started showing my arms and my stomach and one thing i realized was like it feels like to you that everyone's staring at you yeah yeah but actually like no like yeah. no one's looking at you yeah because everyone's concerned about their own body yeah issues, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah which is which is an issue yeah. Itself, <laughs> but yeah yeah it's i think like that's one thing that just goes mm-hmm. so underseen but it's also something that like no matter how much you tell someone that they're not gonna believe it until they see it for themselves yeah and like a big thing that makes these mm-hmm. insecurities so much bigger is social media yeah so i love watching food videos on tiktok or on instagram <laughs> i don't have yeah. tiktok but i love watching have food you watched videos those making cake videos oh my god i love cake videos oh my, yeah i have like you know newt i love watching his videos oh he's 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 a tiktoker uh, oh um, yeah not tea poppy uh <laughs> i love watching food videos and in quarantine mm-hmm. I started seeing these videos on my Instagram. So there are like accounts that repost these TikToks. Yeah. And I look at those and then generally they have like an ad. Mm-hmm. And I started seeing all these weight loss ads. Yeah. So I saw like ads that made it seem like losing weight mm-hmm. e- equates to glowing up. And they were like, oh, look at how you can have an hourglass figure or oh, yeah. look at how you yeah. can have a flat stomach yeah. in 30 days. And just seeing stuff like that just makes it so much Mm -hmm. worse. Like in quarantine, I was in the process of getting through my body issues, but just looking at that and being like, oh my God, people believe that the only way that you're pretty is by having a flat stomach. Right, yeah. That was pretty much like what I was, like what I thought about myself, right? Like I'm not pretty unless I have a flat stomach. Mm -hmm. And actually like um, when I was anorexic, like a lot of times I would feel like, oh no, like why do I feel hungry, right? Like that's not good, I'm not supposed to eat. And so I would purposely trigger myself by like watching like videos on like um, food or like videos on like people having like anorexia or just something like that, right? And a lot of the times in the comments, there would be people saying like, um, just pointing out how if someone isn't so skinny to start off with once if they do starve themselves and they become like skinnier people say they glow up so much like they're like well you glowed up you got so much skinnier right and that kind of plays back to my parents saying how my sister was fat and like ugly and I was skinny and pretty which I really don't think so I I don't think she's fat at all but you know um it just kind of messed with my head and it was like if, if you are, like, skinny to start out with, like, when you start starving yourself, suddenly everyone's so concerned, right? Because they were, like, because, like, 
um, I guess it just when you're not so skinny, like, and you start starving yourself, like, no one really wants you to go back to like what you look like before, and I think that's just really messed up. Yeah. 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 Like I, obviously for me, like I never dealt with like anorexia mm-hmm. or anything big like that, but well, it was big, but I, like I never dealt with anorexia. Yeah. yeah. But I know that like I after I stopped swimming, I went into water polo and mm-hmm. after doing conditioning for a couple of months, I I gained a lot of muscle and I remember so in Indian families, in my family specifically, we call it family season because mm-hmm. in the months of November and December we see each other like every week because oh. there's always something else, a birthday, anniversary oh. or a celebration. That's cute. Yeah. So <laughs> I was seeing my family a lot, and my aunt, mm-hmm. she told me on Christmas or, like, a couple of days after Christmas, she was like, oh, my God, Dunvi, I've seen you every week. I've seen you f- every week for the past mm-hmm. month or so, and I've seen you lose weight. I've seen that you've been losing weight. Good for you. You've been losing weight. <sighs> and it's just, like, it feels yeah. It feels like there's a pressure to lose yeah, weight yeah. after hearing that. Mm-hmm yeah i i still like kind of feel that like right now too because i don't like opening up about my eating disorder or anything because i feel like once i do there's pressure on me to starve you know to like prove that i do have an eating disorder right because i mean i'm not anorexic anymore but you know i still like deal with issues of like hating myself and like you know issues of eating and everything um but yeah it is it's just really messed up how people see being skinny is like glowing up yeah we're here with miss salen and we're gonna ask her a couple of questions about um mental health regarding body issues so miss salen our first question is in the past few years at tino have you seen any progression in students body issues um i can't speak specifically to Cupertino just because I want to make sure I protect confidentiality Mm -hmm. but I can say that overall there's just been a rise in different types of mental health disorders Mm -hmm. we're seeing that Mm -hmm. across the nation um, in California and Mm -hmm. certainly we've seen it in the past couple of years at um, Cupertino High and in our district and it matches with what we're seeing um, across the country just increases in Mm -hmm depression, increases in anxiety, and then with that, there's other um, mental health issues and health issues, physical health issues Mm -hmm. that coincide with um, those conditions as well. Yeah, so do you think that quarantine specifically um, affected these issues, or do you think that they, like, amplified them? Mm -hmm. Both. Um, Quarantine, definitely, and, and COVID, all that went along with it, whether it was loss of job, loss of loved ones, um, mm-hmm. but the isolation combined with uncertainty, combined mm-hmm. with increased stress, just that makes for a perfect storm yeah. Yeah. for um, all kinds of um, just challenges, emotionally, physically, socially, and we had never experienced that before so we couldn't fall back on previous experience or prior knowledge to know how to cope and what we thought would be oh maybe this is going to go on for six to eight weeks 
turned to 68 months, turned to a year and a half. And um, our whole sense of normal um, just went down the drain. Mm -hmm. So with that, there has been a lot of research showing that not only did mental health conditions go up, but um, just a a sense of despair. Mm -hmm. And once that kind of starts happening, then which is normal, of course, we're going to feel like um, a high amount of stress, high amount of overwhelm, but it's the coping strategies that sometimes we go to that could either be healthy or unhealthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what we saw during the pandemic was um, because of the isolation, because of it, especially initially, um, you couldn't get counseling, yeah. um, you couldn't see a doctor unless it was an emergency. Yeah. Um, a lot of people had to figure out how to cope on their mm-hmm. own. And so with that, there were some the higher incidence of drug and alcohol use, overdose, um, mm-hmm. eating disorders, yeah. um, self-injury. Those, all the, those things all went mm-hmm. up, and some of it that is related to th- those are coping strategies. Those are mm-hmm. unhealthy coping strategies, yeah. but we saw a huge increase in, in those types of mental health conditions and behaviors. Yeah. Do you think um, quarantine specifically affected, like, how we see our bodies then? Yeah, again, the combination of being isolated, um, having an increase of in stress around school or having to be at home with family, which sometimes mm-hmm. wasn't always a mm-hmm. safe place for our students. Um, and then, then the alternative is that you're on social media a whole lot yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. And so that combination, social media, as um, you know, is uh, can be such a wonderful um, thing, but also it can be really negative um, in terms of what it promotes. Um, yeah. and, and to constantly be flooded with images of um, perf- what, what our culture or our society um, deems as yeah cool and yeah. perfect and beautiful mm-hmm. um oh was, is it instagram that the, that facebook was saying that an instagram were noting that it, it rises the, the it, it, yeah, yeah it increases teens mm-hmm. um especially among girls yeah their level yeah. of anxiety yeah. and um self-image yeah that it's so they're rethinking the release of i think it was instagram for a younger yeah for um younger kids yeah 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 so um with that, with the issues related to social media and related to social I- isolation, now that we're back in school, um, how do you think that people around students with these issues, how do you think that they can be good support systems? Yeah, I think we have to, you know, just pause a little bit. This pandemic has caused us to pause about how mm-hmm. we operated before mm-hmm. and what you know, do we want to go back to normal everything before? And this mm-hmm. is our opportunity to pause and think about what were we doing before and what was happening during the pandemic that might not have been healthy for us. We now know that social isolation is not good for us and that um, we needed to do it for a time until we figured out COVID and, and its impact on um, you know, just what kind of a disease it was, how contagious was it, what could we do to protect ourselves. Um, But one of the things we also came to realize is that the isolation, you know, 
we had sharp increases in depression and anxiety and um and then we turned to social media because mm-hmm. we didn't have we couldn't have our in-person connections mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so just really pausing in to think about what were we doing that was unhealthy for us before yeah. our intake of social media um and our how we talk about and think about what is healthy and not healthy and beautiful and um, it, it's it's more than self-image. I think oftentimes we talk about um, self-esteem and self-image and um, body image and those that's a good start. Yeah. Um, but I think we have to look even deeper and broader into how do we just talk about food in general like um food and what's healthy and what's attractive and counter and just really recognize when whether it's on a commercial or social media or in a movie or in a music video or lyrics of a song yeah is it are, is it disempowering or is it empowering? And because sometimes it just subtly gets into our heads about yeah. what we need to look like, and and mm-hmm. and realizing that social media is often there to promote really good things and connect us. Yeah. yeah. But it also is a money making machine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, you know if it, uh, somebody gets more likes for having um, a certain yeah, image yeah. and projecting um, that just kind of feeds the machine, right, yeah. of, of, of that kind of toxic view. And so recognizing that and we can't, because we might not be able to change it on a big systemic level right mm-hmm. away, yeah. but noticing what is talked about at home yeah. and knowing that um, sometimes what our parents grew up with and what we know in a family, whether it's do I cope with my feelings by eating more? Or does somebody say, oh, should you really have a second helping of that? And just identifying when that's going on. Mm -hmm. And then that's when we can kind of begin to challenge some of the messages that we're getting subtly, explicitly, um, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And then then changing the narrative Mm -hmm. but we first have to kind of identify where it's coming from sometimes it does come from our culture from Mm -hmm. our upbringing um unintentionally um there are things that are hurtful like I came from a generation where you should clean your plate because there are starving children around the world so eat everything and that's well intended right but it it can cause harm Mm -hmm. and for some people who are especially vulnerable um because they're very sensitive and thoughtful um, or because it just is easy for them to internalize that, um, those kinds of messages, then they can be more vulnerable to eating disorders, um, um, lower self-image, and in general, especially for women, that becomes hard. It's, it's, but men struggle with that too and yeah, we're seeing yeah. more numbers of, of mm-hmm. boys and men struggling with body image body dysmorphia mm-hmm. um and those are all complex things eating disorders such as anorexia bulimia um there's binge eating binge eating um just restriction restrictive eating disorder those all 
overlap with other um, issues, cuts maybe stemming from anxiety, Mm -hmm. which is very common and and we all have to some degree, right? And so it's kind of like, are we getting help? Are we starting to recognize when that's going on? Can we catch it before it becomes something Mm -hmm. that is more um, entrenched and more harmful? But I think I would say that we all struggle from time to time with all these kinds of things, right? And so how can we help each other is by recognizing look exactly what you're doing is by writing articles, having Mm -hmm. a podcast, having Mm -hmm. students who are courageous enough to say, I'm not perfect, I've struggled, um, so that people don't feel alone and might be more inclined to get help. Yeah. Then how do you think people, like, would get help, right? Like, how would you individually, like, um, recover, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I think as soon as you get that kind of huh, uh-oh feeling, like mm-hmm. this doesn't seem like myself, mm-hmm. I notice I've been doing this more, or even if you've noticed it in a friend that you're close with or a family member, um, that you just start talking about it yeah. um, and bring it out to the light because a lot of things, especially around um, body image, self-image, eating disorders, disordered eating, it's... Um, it's very secretive and it's yeah. maintained in secret um, because there's so much shame mm-hmm. around it. Um, and, and it's coming from other issues of just feeling ashamed about ourselves and who we are. Yeah. That yeah. Shame is really a lot about that we're not enough. And um, being able to find safe people to talk to and that starts sometimes with a friend. It could start mm-hmm. with a teacher that you... Um, trust a coach a family member but also i want to put a plug in for myself and mr hickey who are school-based therapists that that's the reason why we're here Mm -hmm. is that students can talk to us confidentially about things and we're a good place to start yeah yeah us too and i'll give you some links to some articles and research about the impact of Mm -hmm. covid um on mental health among like Mm -hmm. not only children but especially in the they've done pretty extensive studies Mm -hmm. um in the 13 to 18 range because they know um we could see how much um the pandemic impacted when we had to go to remote learning yeah that um especially among high school students they really suffered in many many ways Mm -hmm. so um, I'll give you links to that, and you could put that out. Do you know, like, the name of the specific website? Yeah, one of one of them was a, um, fa- it's called a Fair Health Study. They wrote a white paper, and Fair Health is a, um, I think it's an insurance um, organization, a national ins- mm-hmm. insurance organization, but they were able to collect data based on insurance claims of, um, of how many, um, mental health claims there were insurance-wise. And so they, for example, noted that between um, April of 2019 to April of 2020, there was a 83% increase in major depressive disorder, mm-hmm. um, a 93% increase in anxiety disorders. Eating disorders shifted from number um, six to number five on the list of top um, mental health conditions for mm-hmm. um, youth ages 13 to 18. Mm-hmm. And so um, while depression and anxiety remained 
um, the top two reasons, health claims, the most common health claims, um, the percentage rose. And likewise, um, hospital, let's see, I think in Michigan um, noted that that treats eating disorders, they had a 100% increase in hospitalizations during the pandemic, or the height of the pandemic. And those are just numbers that we know that people have reported. We know that there's many numbers that Mm -hmm. people didn't report. Mm -hmm. And struggled with alone and still haven't gotten help for so i appreciate you just getting the message out that there is help and people aren't alone and they're um that even here in our cupertino community there are students who are wanting to break the the image of having to appear perfect and you know academically socially physically um and be willing to say we really the truth is we're all imperfect and we yeah. all struggle and let's talk about that that's much more healthy than continuing the um the narrative of the perfect student in the cupertino bubble yeah mm-hmm. yeah um just one more thing sure to wrap up um i just wanted to ask if you know any like online resources like hotlines yeah there's one well it, for specifically for um eating disorders and disordered eating, NEDA, N-E-D-A, mm-hmm. um, I think it stands for the National Eating Disorders Association. Um, that's a good one. Um, and we just have, I have resources for chat lines, 24-7 mm-hmm. chat lines, um, text lines, where students for any, you know, concerns, um, who are feeling alone don't middle of the night they can't reach out to their friends yeah. they don't know who to talk to um i can give you those numbers as well that you could post or, yeah. or link to this podcast yeah um yeah. thank you so much miss salen thank you if anyone if you need to reach out to miss salen come visit her in the front office yep. by the guidance counselor yes yeah. thank you yes thank you. you're welcome thank you i'm not anorexic anymore i you know i like got over it even though um you know I've been on the road of recovery for a while now and like a lot of times I would <laughs> thank you <laughs> a lot of times I would just relapse and you know start like counting calories like starting myself again but then you know I don't know I just um I have like a lot of people by my side who just like remind me like of like um my friend told me the other day like it really doesn't matter like if you're skinny or not, like, really no one cares, right? It's, (laughs) like, honestly, just, like, eat what you want to eat, right? Like, if you like eating something, just eat it, right? And it's, like, like, it it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It honestly doesn't, yeah. Yeah, and that's just what I keep reminding myself, like, every time. Like, if I think my stomach isn't flat, I'm, like, well, yeah, but who cares, you know? Like, it's not like I'm gonna go out to the world and be like hey guys my stomach is a fault like (laughs) so what you know yeah Yeah. like you don't have to look at like those people on social media you know you don't have to look like them like i think everyone's beautiful like it doesn't matter if you have a flat stomach or not yeah 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 yeah, absolutely i think that was great go you jolie (laughs) um for me it just it felt like there's so many reminders that people are looking at you, even if they're not. Mm-hmm. So for me, it took almost the entirety of quarantine yeah. for Same, me yeah. to get over my body issues mm-hmm. because when you're in quarantine, you're in isolation. Yeah. So the only person who's seeing your body is yourself and your mom and dad. Yeah. Or siblings. <laughs> yeah. 
and in my case like i was always comfortable wearing whatever i wanted to at home Mm -hmm. because i knew that like my mom had known about my stretch marks and my dad had told me he was like i used to have stretch marks which Uh, helped me a lot yeah um and so i just i didn't care about what i wore at home yeah and because i was at home all the time i was wearing whatever i wanted and it started making me realize like oh i look pretty in this (laughs) yeah you and so i just started wearing it more and it just yeah everyone has their own ways of recovering yeah like support is amazing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think it's also amazing if you get through it on your own yeah like a lot of people like have been with me through like my journey and everything and it's like especially like my parents and everything like they do make um they have made like comments that have hurt me like they said like oh you're only anorexic because you're spoiled and it was like wait hold up that's not yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean um like she apologized for it and like we talked about it and i mean i i just feel like i just feel really happy that like i have people who support me right yeah 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 we love you jolie (laughs) i think as teenagers like with parents especially they don't know Mm-hmm. how to deal with the stuff that mm-hmm. we're going mm-hmm. through especially like the research that we saw yeah. it's amplified yeah. during covid yeah. and like our parents are doing the best they can mm-hmm. and i mean even my mom like she said what she said but she also knows yeah. that what she said had a negative effect mm-hmm. on me and i think like if we have a support system then it's amazing mm-hmm. and Whoever's listening, if you have body issues, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you.